Um, the commute. Week four, day three. So, I don't talk about, um, my writing process often. On one of the early episodes of the podcast, Now Forever Lost, um, I did discuss my problems writing a uh, post about E.T. And by problems, I mean I just couldn't get it to work right in 250 words. So I did talk quite a bit about that. But I don't tend to talk about my other uh, my fiction writing processes um, with anyone, really. I've, I've talked about it a little um, for at, at the day job during the, the writing group. But even then, There's a, I wouldn't say privacy issue about it, there's a interest level issue about it. Um, One of the things I really find difficult about facilitating a writing group is when there's a lack of it it, it reminds me of the days when I'd be in a class and it was clear no one had done the reading, no one had done their work and the professor got frustrated because As much as I enjoy talking about myself, hey, I'm on my own uh, stupid daily podcast where I talk about myself, but as much as I enjoy talking about myself, I don't necessarily enjoy talking about myself um, to disinterested parties when I'm in a professional atmosphere. I don't even like talking about my writing process socially. Like, if I'm talking to someone, it, it, the actual process, discussing the actual process, I, I just don't like it. And I think some of it has to do with... Uh, in college... Possibly even before I took up um, prose writing, so back when I would have been writing screenplays, I tended to um, talk about the ideas at length with people, and before I started really working on them, like I, I had a, at one point I had like four screenplays I wanted to write planned out. Sometimes based on nothing but the title, you can imagine. You can imagine how great those would have been. 
Um, I'm, I'm a little terrified to go back and read uh, my other screenplays from that that time in my life I, I um, for my next project it's vaguely it's, it's inspired by my reading that's how I'm going to put it it's inspired by this, this screenplay I wrote when I was 19 but it's inspired by my 35 year old reading of this screenplay and <clears throat> hopefully I'll remember this other thing I want to bring up regarding Firefox but so it's inspired by this reading and I don't know if I, I, I have not talked about it um, because I haven't really been working on it. I've been busy and I came up with the project because I was doing too much work on my um, sort of fully drafted project that I'm, uh, I'm going to go back to very uh, intensively this fall and probably talk about on this podcast that has maybe two listeners. So, intensely, what was I talking about? So, the, the screenplay, um, has a bunch of, I mean, the scenes are terrible, except they follow that, I think it's Robert McKee's you know, positive and minus that every scene ends with a character in a different place, blah, 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 blah. And it's just something I don't agree with. Um, I in- intensely, once again, we'll use that word, I intensely don't agree with it. My The novel I wrote in graduate school um, has entire long sections where there's no... Um, plus minus in the characters and the protagonists um, um, attitude or mood or whatever just because it presupposes I I don't know You know, Robert McKee, I had to read him. I read him probably when I was 19 or some stuff like that. And I read him again in graduate school and he said a bunch of stuff and then he was talking about last year at Marion Broad and how it didn't follow any of his rules and so, you know, they wouldn't be commercial. And so... Ugh, the whole idea of screenwriting for commerce or filmmaking for commerce has always been I don't know I enjoy commercial films but ugh. what is it commercial without committee I think that's how Warren Ellis described Korean, South Korean films of the 2000s and I, I kind of agree with that it's commercial without 
committee. I would argue a lot of um, novels are uh, commercially minded. I mean, anything with a really sad ending or a really happy ending are both equally commercially minded. So, uh, anyway. This bring so the thing I didn't want to forget was how I was when I was watching Firefox this weekend. I remembered that on one of the possibly play Misty for me, but on one of the Clint Eastwood DVDs, he's sitting there with a bunch of his DVDs, maybe the Beguiled. I don't remember. No, probably play Misty because the Beguiled, not not directed by Clint Eastwood. And he was talking about how it was really cool to have all these things out on DVD and he hadn't seen them in years and maybe go back and see them. So at the time, my first thought was, well, don't you have Laserdisc? And I, if... I, I would say that there isn't a more private about his process director than Clint Eastwood. I... You know, we he dedicated Unforgiven to Don Siegel and Sergio Leone. That being said, does did, you know, and does Clint Eastwood like Once Upon a Time in America? Who knows? You know, he never talks about film. Uh, it's kind of incredible how very little he talks about it. Maybe he does and I don't read the interviews. I don't know. But, you know, the other thought is, yeah, so he doesn't go back and watch his old movies over and over again. And Woody Allen famously doesn't do that. And so on and so forth. And it's, it's a really interesting thought because maybe less now than when I was, like, 15 and I watched, you know, it's like, wow, Clint Eastwood doesn't have Dirty Harry marathons? Like, what's up with that? And so... uh, It's just a weird... um, I don't know if it's necessarily weird. The idea that... People are, you know, it's, it's sort of a projection of, of a certain normality, or not normality, but of a certain commonality, an assumption of a certain commonality in how a filmmaker approaches um, film consumption. And this relates back to, you know, maybe you shouldn't read some screenplay you wrote when you were 19, when you're 35. Um, might, might, you know, upset you a little. But the way I, I worked on the previous, uh, or the, the fully drafted project, is um, I honked at a PT Cruiser. No, I didn't. I was going to, but it would get on the recording. Instead, I described it. Actually, I didn't describe it. Instead, I mentioned it. If I described it, I would have talked about the weird sort of 
rounded um, horn buttons on my car. So the way I, I worked on the previous, uh, the, the drafted project was I, I took notes for a year. And then when I was ready to write, I realized I didn't have a good writing schedule. And so I then waited until the writing schedule would be better. And then I did it. And then I didn't start it because maybe I was taking notes again. I can't remember for sure. But basically then I did it during NaNoWriMo. And I feel like I've talked about this before. Um, but I, I finished the draft. I did one read through of it. Had a bunch of notes about how I could restructure it. Um, and the restructuring would have probably led to sort of, um, a 90% rewrite of, uh, of it in this new structure or just a very, a very, um, expansive edit perhaps would be another way of putting it. And, uh, yeah. So then I, I forgot about it at the end of the year. So I think NaNoWriMo's in October, I feel like. And I forgot about working on it because it had... Sometimes I will... Um... It had four principal characters. It was very strange and did not work. And uh, it was just a problem. I don't even know if you can say that for yeah, I mean it was like a short movie turned into a novel. A NaNoWriMo novel. Which is hilarious because the the short story of mine I dug up, the fifteen year old short no fifteen? Sixteen year old short story I dug up uh, for that writing group would actually have made a great short movie. He could do a great job with it as a short movie. Um, but anyway, so... I forgot about it, and then I worked on it again. Actually, the whole not having a good writing time thing happened in... When I drafted it last year, I was ready to draft it again during the summer, and I waited on it. So it's almost making me think that NaNoWriMo, uh, the NaNoWriMo thing, I was continually putting it off and then did it for NaNoWriMo. So actually what I'm thinking now is that my, the next project I want to draft, which I, which was supposed to be my back burner project for, um, I was doing way too much, um, editing on the drafted project. Just way, way, way too much. Way too many ideas. Um, way too much presentation thoughts. Way, not, not really letting the text uh, 
sit long enough. Settle, I guess. So, and not really letting myself settle in how I wanted to uh, think about the project. Because so much... There was so much construction in how I wrote it. So... And I wrote it with that much um, construction and constraint uh, because of needing a uh, set writing time. So I just a moment ago had the idea that I would draft this new project during NaNoWriMo. And it, it, it's problematic because it doesn't... It does not fit the... Um, writing schedule that I, I foresee having um, where I sort of you know need to take a certain amount of stuff into account so I'm really not sure how to approach it Because one of the problems with it, it, the, the other project had the constraints sort of figured into its presentation. Um, the constraints aren't going to figure into this uh, this piece's presentation, so it's it's very weird because my first uh, novel that I wrote in graduate school does not have the uh, structure or a comparable structure to the. Uh, project I drafted this year, last year. And the one that I'm thinking about and the structure it has, it doesn't have one either. It doesn't have a similar structure either. Because they're all, all very different. So I'm trying to, trying to think about them in terms of how to present them is... is very frustrating. Um, at one point, I was thinking I would dictate. Uh, sort of, I haven't written first person since, I don't know, my early 20s, my very early 20s. And so I was thinking I might dictate. And because I did a test. Um, with dictation once, and it 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 came out pretty well, and so I thought, hey, I might I might try dictating this project. I I don't know where I'm at with that, simply because dictation requires technology, which dictation requires battery powered technology and accessories. Actually, you need accessories. 
in most cases. So I'm not really sure where I'm at with it. Um, yeah, see, isn't it interesting to talk about process? It's just absolutely inane.